live from the start of 2024. It's going to be a good year. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It could be our. It could be the last year. Oh, I don't oh mean no. of Geek Show. I mean of the world. But uh, there you go. Also, uh, we're late because of some uh, personnel and technical issues. And yes, my butthole is fine on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, wow. everyone. Oh, now Mike. Hello. Oh, now Mike's gone. We now can't Mike's hear gone. his we, mic. We were having the, the problems we were having were with our, our newest member, Robert Neal. And now Mike's voice is gone. We can see you. Can't hear Mike's mic. I guess you can hear us, but we can't hear your microphone, Mike. Uh, anyway, Robert Neal is joining. Hi, everybody. Hi, Robert. Okay. Hello. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to be here. The Geek Show panel. Uh, Quad T, Too Tall Tony, drinking his energy drink. Full of Guru. energy. Guru, it's going to be is, a good year. Is that what you got? Yeah. I went uh, energy drink shopping just recently. What did you get? Gatorade. Cola. <laughs> Gatorade. Gatorade. Wait, the Wait. new Gatorade energy drink or just no, regular just Gatorade? plain old Gatorade because that's what a colonoscopy demands. Boo! Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, in, in my shopping adventures, though, it was fascinating seeing all of the different kinds and all of the different flavors and... And I'm walking up and down the aisle going, clear liquids, clear liquids. <laughs> That's all I could do. Nothing red. Oh, good luck. That's 95% of them. Okay. That's right. true. Yeah, that, that was fun. I remember having one of those a couple of years back, and it's like the, I, can, I can drink these few things and miss mm -hmm. all of that. Nothing red, nothing orange. So, you know, yeah. being a traditionalist, I go with Gatorade because it was the first one. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it does the whole you know electrolytes thing and all that get you get your sodium and everything back where it needs to be it's not overtly sweet but uh what flavor is arctic blast that's oh, a great question i have blue no idea. blast blue is not it's a blue. flavor no this wasn't even Just, blue this was yeah. this was like snow you know oh that's right i'm thinking uh i'm thinking glacier freeze glacier freeze, ah, the blue glacier freeze is the blue one yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so anyway. mm -hmm. uh, all right and uh mike are you back did you Nope, he, he is not back. He so he's just going to have to be our ASL uh, member. <laughs> oh, this but week. I need I need Mike on this episode because we're going to do a deep dive into Star Wars land, and Let he's the he's the only other person who has has been there before. I tried muting and unmuting, Mike. No, no. Help. I think Mike no. is just messing with us now. Just yeah. reload. Just reload the page. There yeah, we go. Reload the page. All right. And but, don't forget uh, about our fearless host. He's back. His colon is all right. It's I clean. Think. We we all hope. <laughs> and uh, he's Carrie Jackson. Yes, my doctor Yay. came and he says, "Very good news, Mr. Jackson. Only one polyp. You look great. Get out of here." And I went, "Okay, good. Thank nice. you." Nice. <laughs> Did you get the five year pass? Five year pass. We're good nice. for five years. Another. When five do years. I have to start doing this? How old What's are you age? now? Robert? Thirty. Uh, Thirty eight. It's not a trick question, Tony. <laughs> well, I had to think about it. <laughs> um, I know they, re they start recommending them at 50. I think that I had my first one, however, because of an issue when I was like in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So you but, got one that was recommended by your doctor because yeah. of your reasons. Because of, yeah, but... because of a, my GI tract was trying to just invert itself. Oh. They're like, we want to see what's going on here. And it was just something transitory. But oh, yeah, nice. I started getting them regularly three years ago speaking so of your insides trying to kill you we'll have a lee george kate update coming up very soon oh good uh mike did you make it back am i back He's yes back. Welcome oh my to goodness the <laughs> welcome back <laughs> so our our good friend and attorney mike anderson hi everybody. lawyer to the stars yes look, look at me i'm rebecca now 
This is the, he's, the, he's the Rebecca now. Uh, just real quick, uh, Jay Whitaker, he's a traveling comedian. He was. He said he'd be unable to join us today. Uh, as soon as he gets his headquarters set up somewhere, we'll have him on a regular basis. He has not quit the show, just so everyone knows. All right. Rebecca has had a family emergency, so she had to be away today, and that's why we're starting a little late. Well, we're starting a little late because Tony had a, a work thing. But uh, Yeah, that was, that was my fault. Yeah, so that's why we're starting a little late. But everything's fine, and we're good. All right, let's begin. Um, now, we talked about this story a few weeks ago, and it was uh, an interview with uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead and Invincible. He was being interviewed on a podcast. <sighs> hate podcasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was being interviewed on a podcast, and he was saying, you know, because he's friends with Stephen Yun, who who plays the lead on Invincible and was in The Walking Dead, of course. Uh, he says, I just heard from uh, Stephen Yun, and he said to me, why is it that I only play superheroes dressed in yellow and blue? And so the, the people on the podcast were like, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And he says, well, I don't work for Marvel. I can just say these things. Uh, you know, what do I care? Um, he's the sentry in the new Thunderbolts movie. Or so we thought. Or so we thought until this week. And so the story is released. Stephen Ewan will not be in Thunderbolts. And they talk about a scheduling issue. But does it seem like a scheduling issue now that with this knowledge that you know? <laughs> <laughs> Could this be Marvel saying, uh, yeah, you violated your... Uh, you your spilled your secrecy document uh, you, spilled you spilled the beans and secrecy document is the legal terminology that's the legal term I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go too deep mike i was gonna let you step in but uh confidentiality what what was what do you think they have at marvel uh, well i'm sure all of the talent is subject to confidentiality provisions in their yeah. agreement i i think this could just be a couple things um the marvel the mcu isn't doing as well as it has been Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, if you're a growing star, the bigger money is in longer term, you know, characters that will carry over from uh, project to project versus, yeah. you know, the, the big bads mm -hmm. like the Sentry was, I think we've heard has been positioned to be in Thunderbolts. Yeah. That's sort of a one-off gig, which is better for like an established actor like Jake Gyllenhaal or something like that. So John Hamm. Yeah, it, so I don't know. It could be a, <laughs> could be a breach of the agreement, but I think that it's probably just uh, thinking about careers and where where yeah. this this project is being positioned. Because the, the wording of the statement was so vague about schedules, you know, and, mm. and it was and non, you know, it was it was so, excuse me, lawyerly written. Uh, <laughs> there was there was no the worst kind of writing. Exactly. There was no <laughs> specifics. So <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Uh, we'll leave with that story. Um, um, but mm -hmm. have you heard who they're, who the fan base wants for the century now? John Hamm? Not John Hamm. Uh, Alan Richson, Richson, who's uh, on Reacher, the Reacher he, series. He oh. deserves a he deserves a bigger role too. If Fans are me. also casting him as Batman, and I think he's more of a, an older Red Hood. You oh, know? okay. Mm -hmm. Red, right? That, okay. Could, well, I would just say, if you're watching the latest season of Fargo, you can see what a bad guy John Hamm can be. Menacing. And how, how intimidating menacing. and menacing he can be. And there are times when the Sentry needs to be that. And I think he'd look great in the costume. And So not Tom Cruise? 
not Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise in an apple crate. <laughs> Two yes. apple well, I mean, crates, let's, let's look at sir. it this way, though. I mean, if they could make um, Elijah Wood and Sean Austin small to be hobbits, they could they could size up Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, sure that's could. true. That's sure true. All right, uh, let's see our next bit of news. Uh, this uh, Wolfman movie. Now, here's something I've noticed, and maybe I'm just maybe it's just me, but uh, they're not making it one word wolfman uh, in the, in all the promotion for this new wolfman movie it's two words wolf man wolf anytime i've ever man. seen the wolfman it's one word but that's you know like i said maybe i'm reading too much into it but uh, they've cast uh julia garner one of the stars of the crime series ozark uh will star opposite christopher abbott in wolfman and this is a blumhouse universal pictures uh, deal uh, Garner will play the mother whose family is being terrorized by a lethal predator, a wolf man. Uh, Abbott is playing the father, and that was the role that was going to go to uh, Ken, to Ryan Gosling. Hmm. Um, and he backed out. He's going to stay on producing the movie, but he's not going to do the movie. Hmm. Hold on. Because he's too busy with Fall Guy. Or maybe he's being cast as the Sentry. <laughs> you know what? I think you're on to something That there. would be a good casting, I think. But... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that Fall Guy movie is either there. going to be there. She is uh, that Julia Fall Garner. that Fall Guy movie is either going to be really funny or really terrible. I don't. And think I'm hoping the former. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. <laughs> it looks fun. I think it looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, but only uh, if they get a Lee Majors uh, cameo in it. <laughs> is he oh, still boy. alive? Yeah. Yes. Wheel him out. Oh, okay. Put him in a wheelchair. Yeah. Bring him out. Yeah. Uh, now what see. I what I want to see is this actress in the Madonna biopic. She could do it. She's rumored mm. for that. It's, yeah, she yeah. is. It's rumored, but yeah, she oh, could yeah, do it. She definitely could do it. And she's uh, up and coming. She's uh, she's you know the hot new thing apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of the hot old thing, John Waters, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> Baltimore's John, own, Baltimore's own John, John Waters, Waters, who is a delight, by the way. I've interviewed him twice, and uh, one time he came in just to talk about his Christmas album. <laughs> where he where he introduced us to the song, which is now a Radio from Hell classic. He introduced us to the song "Santa Claus is a Black Man." Wonderful thing, <laughs> doing God's work, John Waters. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> but I did not know this because I have not watched the the Child's Play m- movies or series through. I've seen maybe one, two, uh, and that's been oh, it's on like kind of thing late at night. Um, John Waters is returning to the Child's Play franchise as Wendell Wilkins, who is the reclusive creator of the Good Guy Dolls. I didn't know that. Huh. Uh, And boy, what a perfect choice, right? Last Uh, last time we saw saw John Waters, he was getting his face melted off. That's right. uh, One of the Chuckies, I forget. Uh, He will be in the second half of Chuckie's third season. So look for that. Other casting. Uh, f- who's watching Foundation here? Is anyone? Me, me. I am. Okay, well, then you're excited. Trying to find John Waters' picture. No, I'm already past it. It's I didn't too late. get him for some reason. <laughs> uh, you, uh, Alexander Sittig, Dr. Bashir, has Dr. joined Bashir. the cast of it, Foundation's third season. I got as that one. Dr. Ebling Miz. Is he genetically enhanced? A self-taught, a self-taught psychohistorian <laughs> and diehard fan of Harry Seldon. What does that mean? So... Uh, psychohistory is the equation that Harry Seldon uh, invented or worked out to where you can use uh, all of the happenings of the past to predict the future. No, oh, and okay. so Easy. 
Yeah, he's he's uh, if he's a big follower of Harry Seldon in the second season, they do a lot of time like leaps because there's cryogenic, you know, freezing, so you can go to sleep and wake up 35 years later. Anyway, uh, the second season takes place a hundred or so years after the first season, and the foundation has become a religion now instead of just a uh, scientific organization. So. Mm. Okay. I Maybe I need to start watching the show. It's then. a cool show. Yeah. Right. Well, he'll be joining, and he hasn't looked that good in a long time. Anyway. I know, this is a really old picture. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd find, like, where he was Ra's Ghoul on the uh, Batman TV show. Nah, Dr. Bashir, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, good call. Oh. And, and speaking of Dr. Bashir, I can't wait for the Space Show show to get out of Next Generation and into something else. <laughs> hey, now, come I'm on. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's like homework, folks. It's <laughs> just the first two seasons. It gets really good after that. Right. Anyway, I just, as, as it goes along, I keep thinking, God, I can't wait for Deep Space Nine. God, I can't wait. Anyway, uh, but more Space Show shows coming up, even though uh, we've, we've got some personnel and technical issues. We've got more Space Show shows coming up. Stand by for those. And, oh, Lee George Cade, I was going to talk about. Lee, God bless him, he's, uh, he's still at home. I mean, he's back at home, I should say. He had to go back to the hospital for a couple of days to, uh, well, you know, there were some setbacks. And that seems to be his progress, is two steps forward, one step back. But uh, his, uh, his insides are all wrong, and they're trying to kill him. And, uh, he, but he will be back. He's, he always tells me, remind everyone, I've not left the show. I'm still on the show. I'm just kind of... You know, trying to <laughs> not die. <laughs> trying to not die. Thank you very much. <laughs> trying to stay. Can't we just get him to one of those guys on Tatooine to just replace his insides with like droid parts and call yes. it good? Yeah, or wow. just toss him in a back to tank. Is that a special part of Star Wars land? We'll be talking about that coming up. <laughs> uh, but uh, everyone, you can help Lee uh, get uh, all the help and comfort that he needs because, well, <laughs> I mean, my medical procedure I had this weekend is absolutely minor compared to what Lee went through. But boy, all of the money and paperwork, this for-profit uh, health system that we have here in America. Oh, Don't man. Best system in the world, Carrie. Best yeah. system right. in the world. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got a, I got a friend <laughs> of mine who just died recently who had to keep going in for treatments. I'm not going to get too specific. But uh, he, they said, we're going to have to do another blood transfusion. And he looked up at them and said, no, let's just mm. not. And wow. he died last night. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's your Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah. R.A.P. Duck. Uh, let's see. So, Lee, uh, go to our, uh, pat not our Patreon, go to our uh, Twitter feed, go to our Facebook page. The QR code is posted there, and you can uh, donate to, uh, to, to Lee via that. There it is right there, our, uh, via Venmo. Uh, get your money to Lee. He's, uh, you know, he's going to need, he's got the home health care nurse stopping by. They, uh, they were talking about a hospital bed. I don't know where that went, but uh, it's expensive to be Lee right now. So uh, if you can help out, if you can, right there's the Venmo code. Help fund his uh, cybernetic enhancements. Boy, I think that'd be a great idea. The $6 million Cade. <laughs> I like that. I'm just saying. Could you imagine as, as into like miniatures and everything as he is, if he, if he, ooh. That got me excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, maybe we can fund that someday. Uh, <laughs> speaking of funding, our Patreon is uh, still a go. Um, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start making some more videos here in the new year sometime this week. I'll be throwing some more at you. And uh, so go to our Patreon, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. 
I'll have some more uh, Patreons of the uh, Time Closet coming up and uh, some other stuff. You also get Space Show Show early there as well. Uh, also, our merchandise. Go to uh, geekshow.store is where you go. That's the only place to get our merchandise. There's a fake Facebook uh, thing out there trying to convince you that they're where you get the merchandise. No, 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 no. The only place the to only get our one. The only place to get our merch is at geekshow.store. Except the only no place to get the merch and to to read the descriptions of the merch, which are epic, by the way. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> so go and uh, go and uh, take a look at our merch. Now that you've got your uh, holiday money that your aunt gave you, go and buy something that she won't understand, which is a Geek Show hoodie. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right, let's get back to some news. Um, now, I read this and I thought this is interesting, but then I read further and I went, "Why would you do that?" Um, so, Morris Chestnut whom I, I think is a great actor. I think he should have played Luke Cage, honestly. Ooh, yeah, it would have been a good That's Luke me. I, I think he's a better actor than the, than the guy Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. Yeah, I think he's a better actor than Mike Coulter. Um, but uh, Morris Chetnut is, is attached to star in Watson, which is a new medical drama at CBS. Now, what it does is it's the continuing adventures of Dr. Watson after the death of Sherlock Holmes takes well, place a year after the death of Holmes at the hands of Moriarty. So uh, I thought to myself, let's do a Batman show without Batman. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hang on now. Yeah, but think of how effective he'll be now that he doesn't have that drug-addled albatross <laughs> over, <laughs> overshadowing him. Wow. Yeah, yeah Holmes, he's, he's the albatross of those stories, certainly. <laughs> Drugs are not used effective, Tony. All right. <laughs> you mentioned that, Carrie. It was a first like, oh, it's Gotham Knights, but with Sherlock Holmes. Got exactly. it. Exactly. Let's do a Batman show without Batman, but let's do a Sherlock Holmes show or, without or Sherlock. Or the first Birds of Prey. Exa yes, thank you. The, you so mean like the very first one back in the early 2000s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the one. <laughs> so look for that show. Your aunt will be watching that and not understanding it because she'll be sitting there going, where's Sherlock Holmes? I don't understand. Who is this black man? Who's this not Luke Cage? <laughs> where's, the heroin, where's the heroin addicted violinist? Where's he at? Yeah, where is he? <laughs> Carrie, what did your aunt do to you over the holidays? <laughs> oh, <laughs> something <laughs> happened. That's for off the air. Well... <laughs> Uh, more news here. Um, now, we talked about, uh, and we showed that the trailer dropped for this, and, and everyone knows how much I love these Planet of the Apes movies, all of them. Um, <clears throat> Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now, when we showed you the trailer originally, I was under the assumption that the star of the show was Caesar's son. Because we, we were introduced to him. That is not correct. Uh, as it turns out, they're doing a jump forward in time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is set 300 years after the ending of War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so Westball explained that the time jumps uh, puts distance between his movie and the original reboot, reboot allows for Caesar's legacy to have been partially lost in the generation since. So it's like legends, okay. you know, not necessarily facts. We can't say, hey, Caesar, what do you, what do you know? Uh, for this new film, our point of view of the character is a character called Noah. It's not Caesar's son, played by Owen Teague, uh, who has no clue whatsoever who Caesar is slash was, and he ends up trying to establish a better future for apes and humans alike. His story will evolve 
a discovery of that legacy and its various interpretations. Noah has to make sense of what it all means. So, I apologize. Right now, because as soon as you start talking about this and the fact that it's a time jump and we don't have Caesar, the only thing that popped in my head was Great Caesar's Ghost. Hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and, <sighs> and so, I, and I've watched this trailer so many times and I've noticed that the apes are speaking more clearly. They, they've got, you know, they've got their language down. And I'm Which like, yeah, makes, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen in just one generation. Yeah, makes sense. You know, so it's so it's ape trek the next generation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it makes it easier to establish its own trilogy if there's a really big time gap. That's in true. Between. That's true. And it just puts more time between Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to put more time between that? <laughs> Come what, on. Uh, what oh, reasons? <laughs> well, I think I think there is a, a Caesar. Uh, Prox, Proximus Caesar? Well, it says, what remains of Caesar's yeah. message in the present day has been twisted by Proximus, the crown-wearing yeah. monkey oh. that we see here. Okay. Uh, at the end of the trailer, played by Kevin Durand, Proximus runs an ape clan on the coast, took Caesar's name as his own because of how much weight it carries. So he's name-jacking. Uh, self-proclamation done by Proximus as a means yep. to further his people's evolution. Uh, he says, like in every morsel of human history, there's always some type of tyrant who comes along and scares everyone into believing them. Sounds familiar. Hmm, hmm. Uh, let's hmm. see. Well, so, yeah. it's got, like the Roman Empire, where they just took Caesar's name and made it the, mm-hmm. the, the top the title. Kick. So, yeah. yeah. I love these movies so much, and they're so good. Um, so, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is May 24th, 2024. So, that's coming up. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, yes, Daredevil. Now, um, uh, and specifically, and more specifically, Echo. Uh, I rewatched Hawkeye uh, this past weekend because it is a Christmas project, and uh, watching uh, watching Maya Echo in in the whole thing. And uh, during a recent uh, appearance, Vincent D'Onofrio said that he believes that Daredevil: Born Again will be released under Echo's Marvel Spotlight banner, the new sublabel reserved for more grounded, character-focused stories, unconcerned with the MCU's wider mythology. Hmm. Uh, he says, that's my opinion. I imagine it would be. Nobody has said, hey, did you know this? This is happening. Nobody said that. But at the same tone and feel as Echo, the attention to that the bosses are giving is extraordinary. And Charlie Cox and I are amazed at how much they care about the series. I can't imagine being treated any less. And uh, there's a new trailer for Echo out right now. They're, they're dropping them because it starts on Tuesday. Uh, and they're going to drop all five episodes at once. It really looks epic. And, and violent and wonderful. And there's a fight that was released that was leaked footage that I got to see that was Daredevil versus Echo. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Each giving each other, boy, just just standing up to each other just fine. Uh, that's it, it, it just looks great. I'm very, very excited about this. Uh, so that's on Tuesday. Which Let's costume fight. was Daredevil in? I didn't see that. It was, you know, it, it's dark. that thing. It's that thing that Lee complains about how they're darkly lit so that yeah. you can't see what's really going on. It looked to me like the red and blacks to me. I thought so too. Yeah, uh, not the yellow from She-Hulk. No, <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're wondering. That was what I was wondering. <laughs> well, and I and I saw a couple articles over the last few days that uh, one of the Marvel producers stated that the Netflix Daredevil stuff is part of the MCU now. It's like canon. it is considered Well, it's canon. not just that. All of the pre all of the pre MCU shows they're saying are now. So like Agents of Shield gets folded back in. 
Oh, all um, of it. Very yeah. nice. Really? Here's the issue, It's, it's multiver- multiversal canon, that's but it. canon. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you can just fold it into the multiverse stuff. Because, yeah, after rewatching uh, Hawkeye and seeing, you know, uh, Kingpin's participation there, um, he was a different Kingpin than we saw in Daredevil. Yeah, slight uh, mm-hmm. t- twist on slight it. Slight twist. He he dressed differently, and he was stronger. He was significantly yep. stronger. He seemed to have more of a, of a power uh, about him. Uh, I mean, he was able to take an arrow to the chest and just break it off, and yeah. it's fine. Uh, Which we, that doesn't that kind of plays into the um, classic comic Kingpin, yep. where he was like this massive. He's not fat. He is just four hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, one of my favorite things, Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. Uh, the new Battlestar Galactica reboot. We got an update because this was announced some time ago. It will not be based on that 2004 version. What? That I'm was out. so good. That was so going back to 78? That's why I'm saying leave it alone. Leave, it, leave that 2004 version alone. It's perfect where it is. Uh, but uh, Mr. Robot creator Sam Ismail has, it was announced he's developing a new version of Battlestar Galactica. It was five years ago we announced that. And in that time we haven't had much updates because he's been working on so many other things. But uh, we're getting a report now that it's being developed for Peacock. So mm-hmm. you're going to need your Peacock to watch it. It will now be written, executive produced, and showrun by Derek Simons, who created the 2017 USA show The Sinner, starring Bill Pullman, which is really quite good uh, Hmm. and something that you should go and and take a look at. Um, He also created a USA cable show called, uh, let's, no, that was The Sinner. Also, the show Call Me By Your Name. He will be taking over for Michael Leslie, who was announced back in 2020. Uh, Eastmail remains as an executive producer. So it seems like, you know, what he originally said way back holds true, or we'll find out at least. But uh, it is going forward. You will have more Battlestar Galactica in your future. So it's just a straight reboot, though. They're just going to retell. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me find the so, details. I mean, so te- technically the, the 2004 one was yeah. a continuation of the 1970s one in a fashion I think it's fashion. Yeah. I I, I think that it was sort of a, it was like a requel type thing. Mm -hmm. And what I've heard about this new one is that it's not undoing 2004. It's expanding that universe in that space. Here's what it is. Uh, Ismail said his version of Battlestar Galactica is not not a remake of the 2004 or even the uh, the 78 original. Uh, He said it will be a new story within the mythology. Oh, okay. Or at least right. that was the case five years ago. So. Well, that makes it sound like it might not even have the Galactica in it because... It damn well better. Well, if you're going to have a, a side story that doesn't involve any of that other stuff, then you have to be somewhere that isn't where the other stuff you're not messing with is happening. No. All I know more spaceships. So it's another last yeah. battle star. Another, another. Because there was the Pegasus, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had the Pegasus. So which, another, which, another last battle star. maybe got destroyed. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, here's the thing. People know of my love for Star Wars and Star Trek. The best sci-fi ships fight me. Battlestar Galactica. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Galactica or I the Vipers? Think... Both. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love them both. Anyway. Uh, okay, there's some uh, business of show stuff. Uh, Blumhouse and Atomic Monster. It's a mighty Marvel team-up. Uh, boy, they're... Uh, they're they're joining forces. They are merging. So this is uh, James uh, Jason Blum and James Wan. 
they're, they're going like a two to piece merge. Megazord. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna merge. <laughs> And so it'll be, I don't know That's what it'll be. just the legs. Whether it'll be called it's Atomic. just the crotch and a thigh. It's <laughs> atomic Blumhouse or. Atomic Monster. Or Blum Atomic Monster. House. I, who knows what it'll be called. Oh, it says here it'll work as separate labels to remain creative oh. independent. But uh, three-way ownership structure split by Blum, Juan, and Comcast. Uh, NBC Universal. So uh, it'll be all Peacock stuff now again. Yep. Yeah, that's where you'll yep. get to see the stuff is on Peacock. Uh, of course, these are the people who brought us, you know, Megan and all those, you know, the movies, Conjuring movies, all those. Oh, it's a it's a huge deal. It these is. Guys, these guys are worth a lot of box office. So. What's great about these, because these movies are inexpensive to make. I was going to say, yeah. And they're critic proof. And, and they make their money back on the first weekend, usually. That's what's amazing. Well, there's, so mm -hmm. the, the business model is even a little bit more sophisticated in that they generate a ton of content, at, but they only push to theatrical releases, the ones that are testing really well. So that's why you see like the, these numbers that, that Carrie, you just alluded to mm -hmm. that like, wow, where did Megan come from? Well, they, they had a pretty darn good feeling that Megan was going to be a hit before they pushed it to theatrical. Otherwise, they have streaming output deals, and that's where those, those projects end up. the rest of the stuff goes. Yeah, yeah. The, the one wrinkle in all of that is The Exorcist, which yeah. is a, you know, that was a $400 million acquisition of those rights for Universal, and it made not nearly enough money. I forget what the box office it, number it was. It did not do well, yeah. Yeah, it didn't do well. And now we got the uh, Omen prequel yeah. coming up, which... Anyway, uh, but uh, Juan and Bloom have said the partnership will encourage greater collaboration between the two, and you'll get more output. He says, we usually don't put out more than three and four theatricals a year. My hope is that with James, we can double that to six or eight. Well, let's not do, go too crazy, guys. Yeah, right? don't let your quality <laughs> slip just for exactly. quantity. Uh, and in when the has news... that ever been a problem, Tony? <laughs> oh, only everywhere, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you mean oversaturating the market? Oversaturating the market is a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, and finally, I this. <laughs> I've got two I big mean... stories here, but you know what? I don't want to dwell on these because it's a bummer. But uh, the uh, the BBC is responding to anti-trans Doctor Who complaints. Um, I think you should expand on that because I think that this is worth going into. Because okay. they only well not only that but also the same kind of feedback they got when they announced that Shudi Gatwa was going to be the doctor's like black doctor really mm -hmm. yeah. so i think that the bbc and going we we're inclusive this is what we do if you don't like it we're sorry here's the part of Watch the story that, here's the part of the story that i relate to and angers me the most and that is and 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 mike knows this i can get huge ratings on the radio show but if i get one complaint email for some reason all of the people who are listening to and enjoying my show don't, they count. don't count. Yeah, that one complaint email is what management will bite into and gnaw on for weeks. So you've never worked in IT, have you? <laughs> I was <laughs> say, you know, Terry, you've never been me. Well, <laughs> welcome never to been my Mike. welcome to my world as a network engineer. But here's, here's my the best, specific... my biggest compliment is when nobody says anything to me. Exactly. That's how exactly. I know everything's going yeah. well. <laughs> but here's the specifics about this anti-trans stuff. The the BBC received. Get this. We're talking about a worldwide property. Okay. Yep. Not a small one, one either. No. 144 complaints. 144? But that's a gross. <laughs> that's a, that is a gross. They got a gross number of complaints, Carrie. Put them cheap. Well played, you know, gentlemen. 
Exactly. Well <laughs> I, uh, but it, it was it was uh, about the 60th anniversary special Star Beast, and uh, the complaint specifically focused on the terms. These are the terms that were used a lot: anti-male, mm-hmm. inappropriate inclusion of a transgender character in the story, Rose Noble. How could you um, be inappropriately included? Like, I know, right? Doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's words. We went to a dictionary, found some words, guess, put them together, yeah. and said. There we go. That's my email. This is, Send this that is off. why I fear that this come, that this year is going to be the last year of America unless we do things right. But that's a statistical blip. 144. But yet the they, they still felt that they had to release a statement saying, get over it, basically, but I is think what this, the statement but I, said. And I'm going to say that I, I'll, I'll back them as much as the BBC needs my backing yeah. to say, yes, address it and just go, um, yeah, this is reflecting what the world looks like today. Deal with it. Yeah. You know, if you don't yeah. like it, put yourself in your little compound in your little enclave well, somewhere and call it a only, day. If the only thing you're proud of is your race or your gender or your nationality, you have nothing else going for you. Exactly. Find something else to be proud of. Yep. And, 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 you know, first, I'm angry that the BBC answered to 144 complaints. But B, I'm happy they answered with get over it. That's yeah. what I yeah, liked about for it. Sure. So. And, and like I said, it, you know, substitute um, anti-male inclusionary or whatever whatever phrase you want to stick in there with any other race, any other creed, any other religion. And it's the same thing. So the fact that they responded, kudos to the BBC for going, knock it off. Yeah. And then there was, uh, you know, the, uh, the culture war is coming for star Wars once again, uh, because the talks about the Ray movie is coming up. Mary Sue. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so where'd my Ray go? And there was a big Fox news story. I just loved it because this is how wrong and stupid and <laughs> that they are. I know what you're talking about. Over you at Fox News. Because t- she's going, yeah, she's going uh, on about how Star is. Wars is woke and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, because they got the, all these, that's why I'm a Trekkie. And she went like this. <laughs> she did the Vulcan hand salute backwards. Couldn't be bothered to Google it. And like once. <laughs> I would just like to point out to her. Star Trek's been woke since it was created. All right, seriously, day one. You are not a Trekkie, my dear. You are not. Uh, but, but it didn't uh, offend my delicate. Se- the t- TOS didn't offend my delicate sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and 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 then there was some other right wing troll talking about how Kathleen Kennedy is a failed, uh, a failed producer. And I just like to say, okay, Indiana Jones, Poltergeist, E.T., Gremlins, Back to the Future, Goonies. Batteries not included. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Schindler's List. Jurassic Park. Twister. Star Wars, and more. That's yeah. It just it just takes that one bad apple. It's yeah. so yeah. reductive. It's it so really reductive. Is. There, she's there been are, pro- she's been producing for that long. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. Stuff? Been, she's oh. been Lucasfilm since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And Amblin before that. And Amblin mm. before that. Exactly. Thank you, Mike. So I just want to say, get over this shit. All right. And as Mike said, if if that's what defines you. You, you got problems, all right? If, if that's anyway, Ex- expand your areas of interest and the things you're proud of. Exactly. <laughs> you know? and, and the rest of us will keep doing the right thing. Yeah. Yes. We'll but, just go about our business. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Star Wars Land. Now, uh, people want to know about uh, Avengers Campus. We're going to do a deep dive on that next week, all right? Because it's not nearly as interesting as Star Wars Land. I loved it, but it's not nearly as interesting. Uh, now, now Tony's got some pictures up here on the YouTube channel. Uh, this is a, this is obviously a promotional shot because my shots aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to have an overview shot of yeah. what the uh, 
you know, the main area looks I was, like. I was going to ask Carrie how he managed to levitate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> up to that. Oh, I took a drone. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing is that my whole plan was is to shoot a bunch of video for the Patreon. But here's the thing. I got caught up in having so much fun being at Disneyland by myself that I forgot. Good. I forgot why I was there. Good All right. You. <laughs> you were there to have fun. You, you, you yeah, understood the assignment. It. He's you doing it right here. Exactly. <laughs> and this was part of the fun. This is directly underneath the Millennium Falcon that you saw. And suddenly, out of nowhere, out of the corner of my eye, here comes, God damn it, it's R2-D2. And I can hear him, and he's chirping, and he's beeping. And then they, they escort him behind this fence here. And he spent a good half hour just going up and down that fence, making sure that everybody could get a picture with him and, and videotape him and everything. It was just, it was wonderful. And you can see a slight tear in my eye if you look very closely. You can see. <laughs> yeah, right there, right there. <laughs> but uh, that was just part of the fun. Uh, do you have the Boba Fett picture? Sure do. This was also part of the fun, where you're just walking through the whole place, and you encounter characters all over the place. You're like, oh, oh excuse me, sir, may I take a picture with you? You ask politely because, well, <laughs> he is the most fearsome bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah. But that's just that's just the kind of stuff that is cool about Star Wars Land. Here's the thing. There is so much detail in this whole place. I'm not exaggerating. Every inch, every inch of it has been thought through and detailed clearly by Star Wars fans. You can tell that the Imagineers all love this franchise with a passion. Every inch of this place, every little corner, you look into a place and you'll see a detail. And that's the stuff that Disneyland has lost over the years, and it's now back with Star Wars Land. What we used to refer to as the Disney attention to detail. Just amazing. Uh, walking around, just interacting, just, just walking through the place. It's wonderful because they've done, the, they've done this, uh, like they do in Tombtown, the, uh, the, the walls are up high enough so that you don't get the idea that you're in Disneyland. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every well, and there, there's a transition, too. As you come yes. out of the other lands into <laughs> mm -hmm. Batu, the music starts slowly changing. And by the yes. time you come out of the tunnel and it opens up, it's just, it it, it hits you in a way. Yeah, that, wow. yeah. Suddenly you're, you're in Star Wars. You're in the yeah. Star Wars movie. And it's just, uh, again, with all of this attention to detail it's just astounding from the uh, from the prices you know they don't put the prices in in just dollars oh. and and I thought like you, i thought you were going to say the prices are astounding prices are, astounding. <laughs> well, they are. They're, they're out of this world oh, trust me. there's not a goddamn thing in this place that's inexpensive trust me yeah, if you, you want to if you want a, a business school lesson on monetizing content there you go oh uh, jesus uh, yes okay. they're now doing i just saw they're doing uh I don't know if they were doing this when you were there, Carrie, but they're doing photo shoots now at a hundred bucks a pop. Whoa. For in a in so Galaxy's Edge. Wow. So it's like if you want for sure to get your picture taken with R2 or whoever. You, I think you, it's like a, you can, uh, you and, and whoever else is in the photo with you, you, you kind of become like the, a character and then they do a photo shoot with you kind of wherever you want to, to do it. I haven't done it oh. or seen it yet, but oh, Carrie's going um, back. No, that's <laughs> no, that, see that's a great idea. We did a similar thing in Korea and and it's a picture you'll never see. Uh, where I where I dressed as <laughs> oh. This is a picture you will never see. Well, uh, we all went to get our pictures taken and and Boudoir. everyone everyone wore traditional ancient Korean garb and I oh. got to wear 
it was very much cultural no appropriation. So I, oh. you will never see these photos, but it was like it was like a hundred bucks, and you could wear the costumes and and the pictures look. You know, it, it was terrific. Anyway, even even the Coke bottles are little yeah. like. You know, uh, oh, I forget thermal the grenades. Yeah, thermal detonators. They look like thermal, thermal detonators. detonators. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of drinks, let's go to that picture there, Tony. Uh, here's right. here's my caveat about Oga's Cantina. All right, I was able to get in about a 15 minute wait because I was by myself. They said, yeah. "Oh, you can go up to the bar now if you're going with more people. That it's going to be more difficult." And try to make a reservation on the app. Good luck. Uh, but uh, I managed to get into Oga's, and you can see here on my photo. Those are IG-88 heads that dispense the various beverages that are on <laughs> on the menu. So your beverage comes out of the skull of one of their enemies. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, as, as I showed you before, and I think w w it wasn't last week, but the week before we had a video. This is my travel pack. <laughs> yeah, I love it. As you it. can see here, I got the Starfleet emblem on there. I'll come back to, to this pin later. But the Starfleet emblem. So I've got my pack up on the up on the bar. Here, put your put your pack up uh, again. Let me uh, make you. You can big. see there. There you go. Uh -huh. There we go. See. But uh, so I put my pack up on the bar, and I'm ordering a couple of drinks because you have a limited time in Oga's Cantina because the, of the demand. You have you know I think it's like a two drink maximum. I've never heard of a bar with a maximum, but there you go. So I tried one. I tried another, and I said to the bartender, I said. These are just so damn sweet. I'm sorry. Now, if you like that kind of drink, hey, go with Crom. Enjoy it. But <laughs> they were just so sugary sweet. I would even hazard a guess that without the alcohol, Tony, they would be even too sweet for you. Baloney. Probably. <laughs> Challenge and accepted. I, and I said to the bartender. I'm ready. I said to the bartender. These are just too damn sweet for me, but I do want to enjoy a beverage while I'm here. Uh, what do you suggest? And she said, Let me, I'll be right back. And she, she comes with a traditional wine glass, like the one I have upstairs. Not a, stem, not a stemware, but just a you know, round wine glass. You've seen them. Filled with blue liquid. And she said, this is what we call, and she had some Star Wars name for it. This is what we call blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, it's Chardonnay with blue food coloring. Or, and she pointed at my pack and said, you could pretend it's Romulan ale. I won't tell anyone. And she oh. walked away. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Love it. Love now, it. This was the first Shut instance. Shut down this stream. Disney's coming. Disney. <laughs> well, this, is... this, this was the second instance of people noticing my Starfleet patch in, in Disneyland. The first one was is I, I, I went to a character breakfast at the Critter uh, Cafe or whatever it was called. I uh, used to go there because the food was good and you could... Meet the, meet the characters. Usually Chip and Dale is there. Mickey is usually there. Pluto is usually there. And I got to see all of them, and that was cool. I'll, I'll show you those pictures next week. But as I was leaving, it's a high security area because it's in the Grand Californian where this restaurant is. And so I'm heading out, and you have to go through, like at the airport, metal detectors. And because I'm the lone weirdo, they want to spend more time with me. Uh, <laughs> so hey, this guy's alone. Bother him. <laughs> so they're going through my pack, and they empty my pack and everything. And one of the one of the security guys sees the Starfleet pin, points at it, and goes, "Oh, yeah, we don't own them yet." <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was terrific. I was going to say there are more people coming for Star Trek than. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, one one quick pointer on yes. this cantina. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, a couple of years ago I had a particularly 
rough year. And so we were taking the kids down to uh, Disneyland a bunch and um, make your reservation when you make your reservation for the tickets. Reserve. Yes. If you can, if make you your can. reservation for the cantina. If you can't get the reservation, go sit across from the entrance to the cantina and you can sit there and refresh the app and openings will become available. It'll mm-hmm. take like, Carrie, I think you were alluding to this, maybe 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, but I you'll eventually went, get a yeah. reservation. I just went and stood in line because I was by myself. I knew I'd get into the bar. But if you've got a group with you, that's a different thing. I tried yeah. to make a reservation at the cantina. One person, I tried to make a reservation at the cantina uh, when I got the tickets, and it just wouldn't let me. No matter what combinations yeah. I used. Uh, there's five oh. of me. You know, it, it just wouldn't let me. So, hmm. can, I, can I jump on something really quick in from the chat? Yes. Uh, Charles mentioned you know, Disney would probably bar, buy Star Trek someday, uh, a couple of minutes or so ago, and you know we've got the current hullabaloo about Paramount and Warner Brothers yeah. trying yeah. to hammer something out, Don't which I'm really it. hoping does not happen. Me too. I have I have thoughts if you want them, but go ahead. Speak, yes, speaking no, 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 of, no, speaking no, no, of albatrosses, Paramount, yeah. are you listening? Speaking of albatrosses, listen. As much as I would love Captain Batman of the USS Enterprise, <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I think that meeting was leaked. Because, oh really? Because it was a exploratory meeting between Zaz and uh, and Paramount, and uh, Paramount has been for sale for quite some time. Yes. And there are other suitors for Paramount that are out there right now. Um, and I think that it was probably leaked by Paramount's side in order to get some of the other people to, to step up faster. Um, Interesting. The, the other thing that I would say is I've, you know, I have, um, I get, I work in this industry, so I, I get uh, bits and pieces. So um, as I've, watch the concerns about star trek i mean i get it that was my first thought too is like oh no star trek's really doing great it's it's kind of the golden goose right now for paramount they don't really have anything else and they're not investing in anything else at the moment um because they're for sale so why put the cash outlay to develop something big that might not do as well as you hope while you're for sale um Mm -hmm. but you know there's an aspect of this I haven't seen discussed, which is if that is the biggest property for Paramount, I don't think whoever buys it can just kill start. You can't kill the golden goose. It's got to continue. And so, you know, there, whether it's, you know, Disney or Warner or, I mean, in some respects, it'd be better for Star Trek to end up in the hands of, of Warner or Disney who we know are very protective of IP and want to continue to develop IP, then a hedge fund. I, I agree with that. That's but, true. But my thing is, is if they get snapped up by someone like Zaslav or or Disney or whatever, I don't want the trek to be watered down and made a quantity golden goose instead of a quality golden goose. That's true, but at the same time, so. I can see it because, as I said in my video, imagine if Star Trek had their shit together. So imagine if Disney had it. Boy, what kind of a Starfleet Academy could they build? You know, a, a whole. Damn you, Carrie. A I mean, there's, that, that there's, pros, be, there's pros and cons, I think. Yeah, there, I, is, there is. There is a con. I could, it's I could Ricardo talk about, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> Robert, I stepped on a, a point you were, you were making. Well, we can, we can talk no, about it. No, you're fine. We could talk about it in the Patreon if you'd like. We can go on. 
sure. about it in the Patreon afterwards. So geekshowgotthiscovered.com is where you go. Uh, so let's talk about Savi's workshop real quick here and uh, okay, what an experience that, that was. This one? This is the one that I was hesitant about. All right. Look, don't, don't give me a picture yet. Let me set the, set the stage and then okay. it'll, give you, it'll give you time to find the picture. Mike was the one who was like, you got to go, you got to go. And I'm like, God damn, that's a lot of money, Mike. That's 250 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, trust me. It's expensive. It's going to be worth it. And it's I went, cheap for you because you don't have two kids, too. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's $750 That's for Mike. I went by myself, and I keep saying over and over, I don't know how a family of four can afford to do this. Anyway. Uh, so, you close your eyes and hand them the credit card. That's, that's, that's all I can figure is that's what you're doing. Future Mike can deal with this problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Present, like present problem. Mike is going to have a good time. So uh, what? So I make the reservation, I show up at the appointed time, and now this is different than anything else in the Star Wars land. There's no real sign. There's no real indication that, uh, you know, this, this is a thing. It's a secret rebel outpost. It's like a secret rebel outpost, because you have to remember the timeline of Batu is, you know, in these new movies and and so jedis are you know order 66 as well in effect we can't have jedis around here um so i'm standing there and i'm like am i in the right place or something and some guy comes up to me in in and he's dressed as like a local in batu and he says uh, oh you seem lost or do you need to be somewhere <laughs> it's creepy. And, and i i thought about playing for a second but then i went no i said i have an appointment at 5 30. oh an appointment, you say. Hmm. <laughs> and they're, they're playing this whole coy Love thing, it. you know. Oh, why wasn't I there, Carrie? I'm <laughs> and they're, so like, upset. <laughs> they're like, why don't you come and stand over here for a moment? You know? <laughs> and I went, all right, fine. So then they finally come up and they say, all right, come on up to the table. And okay. I have a picture of you at the table, I think. Uh, no, no, that, well, that's, that's me in the Millennium Falcon. But, oh, uh, okay. Oh, that's the You can show that table. if you like. Okay. But, uh, so they said, uh, okay, here's the deal. We're going to take you into Savi's workshop. You're going to build your own lightsaber. You now have to decide what your purpose is. That's me on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, you have to decide what your purpose is when you meet with one of the, the gatherers is what they're called. And so, this so is, uh, Carrie, I, yeah. I don't think we can undersell this Millennium Falcon the the, the queue to get on the uh, oh. smuggler's run and this yeah. spot to be able to sit in those chairs and you're sort of just milling about. And I have a picture with me and my kids and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm nearly bawling. You oh, know, yeah. I you can't can, believe that I'm standing there. You can, see the, there. you can see the tears in my eyes there. Yeah, yeah, um, sorry. It, it's, it's just fun. so well done though. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> enhance, <laughs> enhance. Computer enhance. <laughs> anyway, so they, they, they want to know what your purpose is with the, with the lightsaber and they give you four choices. Peace and justice, power and control, elemental nature, protection and defense. Mm -hmm. So it's like a philosophical thing. You have to think to yourself, what do I think I represent? What do I want to represent? What do I want to show? I, it, you know, think about it. Feels like I'm making a Baldur's Gate character. Yeah. So <laughs> I went with peace and justice. Uh, so what they, and at that point, the gatherer, gave me this pin oh okay hang said, on i can make you the i can make you the the big one so yeah. lay out there we go and Ooh. he said and the gatherer said here wear this pin over your heart and i went okay so i put it on put it on my shirt you know 
and that's that's secretly how they find you know who the who the lightsaber builders are but that's you know they say here you go and each pin was different for each four categories uh you go inside to savi's workshop and there's a little bit of a presentation a little bit of a show and then they come up to you with choices you custom built your lightsaber they bring you a tray and in the tray there are several choices of different parts they said let's start with the hilt so they pull it out this thing was hollow i don't know how this magic works but that thing was hollow when i held it up i could see through it it was kind of like a tube there was some stuff in there but it was like a tube they said pick your hilt and i had a couple of choices so i picked the hilt and then they said okay now you got to pick a sleeve and there are two different choices of a sleeve did you choose then, the wizard sleeve <laughs> and, then, and then they get to the uh the stones the the kyber crystals yeah and there's a whole presentation about them about how, what each one means and what each each one's you know different powers are and they talk about it and uh and it was great because the doing the, the woman doing the presentation got to the red ones and said and now we need to talk about these <laughs> oh. and it was funny because all the little kids picked the bad guy lightsabers all the little kids <laughs> every one of, of them bunch of hellions in there all, every one of them were picking the bad guy lightsabers <laughs> and and as it was happening i could see the people in there just going like Oh man! You know, you know well, shaking their heads. You know, like. <laughs> one one thing we should say is, uh, if you haven't done it yourself and you plan to, you should not listen to because the, this. Carrie's calling it a presentation. You're part of a an ex, a shared experience. Yes, and I'm, I'm underselling it. Yeah. It's moving, you know, yeah. and and uh, so if you're if you're considering doing it, especially before we get to the tail end here, skip skip this because. You should have that emotional yeah. moment uh, free of, of expectation. I guess we sh I should put a warning at the beginning of the episode. But uh, then, there are, <clears throat> then there's the, the crystals that you choose. And they said, now, now keep in mind, they each mean something. And they talk about the meaning of each one. And so I went with blue. Uh, and, then, and then there are pommel caps that you have to pick. And, and activation plates. And that's, that's the switch. Oh, and they said, okay, now we're going to test to see if they work. And they said, okay, on your right, you, you will insert your hilt here and then twist it. Just keep twisting it until it stops. It was okay, great. I said, okay, now find the switch, push it forward, and we'll see if it works. Everyone, and we have to do it together, and we do it together. And that's when the lights go down and the music swells. Ah. Uh. And you're bringing and a you, tear to my eye, Carrie. Just and you sitting here. everyone turns them on, and there's your lightsaber, go, and it's inside the table, your workshop table that you're on. And they said, Okay, now pull, and you pull it out, and sure enough, there's the blade. You can go to the picture now, and the blade is there. Oh, now, now you need to keep in mind these things are not plastic props. I oh, mean, they, they feel screen accurate, they're, they do. they're heavy. They yeah. are heavy. They are metal. They are intricately designed. And that was when I said, worth the 250 right there. <laughs> After the experience and the getting the product and everything, you can see it there. There's the, there's the music, but also there's a, an audio. There's some audio clips of mm -hmm. some of our uh, Jedi mentors. That, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty moving. 
and you can see this is the this is the tray. Here's if you go to my camera here, this is the tray oh, that wow. you that you get, and they help okay. you assemble your own lightsaber. And that's only in the Peace and Justice, or uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's Peace and Justice. But yeah. each one has a whole selection of of different parts that mm-hmm. you can choose from. And this will give you an idea. This is a promotional photo as well, but this will give you an idea of what you're looking at here. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Uh, for, for all of that. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the lightsaber I built right there. And if you go to the other picture, it gives you a little closer look at more detail. As you can see the button there. You don't press down on it. You push up. And, and uh, that's, how, that's what activates it. And it makes the sound... And when you move the saber, it moves, makes the moving sound with it. Zhu, zhu, zhu. And uh, it, it was, it's a brilliant prop and worth the money, but also awkward as hell. I decided not to okay. bring it home. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I left it at my brother-in-law's because oh, Sue, okay. is, Sue is going out in April oh. and she's going to bring it home for me in the car. Oh, okay. There is a way to disconnect the, the blade from the hilt I just didn't feel like messing with it and taking it on a plane. <laughs> now, let me just say this. You can just carry it on like, I'm here to protect this plane. Just, yeah. just they also give you a sleeve. They also give you a carrying case sleeve that you can carry it around it. I've been saying this for years. I feel like a long time ago in the galaxy far away, they never had anyone that ever studied ergonomics. <laughs> <laughs> because you look at that handle, and that That's is a not a handle. comfortable looking handle. And it's not. All of the lightsabers they've ever shown look like if you squeeze them too hard, your hand would start to bleed or ache or both. And it's like, <laughs> why, why are these? Oh, you know, what? Just wrap it with leather. I mean, how hard is that? You know? Well, then, see, you would clearly want the elemental uh, choice. You have to hold it like a baby bird, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> a baby bird that you're fighting for your life with. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the training. Clearly, uh, clearly. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so I I recommend doing Savi's workshop, and I highly recommend Star Wars Land. Also, I I haven't touched on it yet, but the Rise of the Resistance ride, I'll give it Whew. a I'll give it a one word review, and that is if you're a Star Wars fan, that is church. Ooh. All right. I was blown away. I was completely blown away by that entire experience. You can Every go online. Moment. The queue is is everything classic. about it. Yeah, like I said, we're back to that Disney attention to detail with Star Wars Land, and I will bring that up again next week when we talk about Avengers Campus and the lack of detail. Mm. Oh, which is amazing. Oh. Uh, I still had a great time. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I think you know after going to Star Wars Land, and I'm like. This is it. <laughs> anyway, that's all you got. <laughs> what did we consume this week? What do you have? Um, who wants to I'll go yeah. first? Oh yeah, you go, Um, so I finally finished Neverwhere, which I've been reading for six years now. Um, <laughs> enjoyed that. Good book. Um, picked up a, got a new book uh, for Christmas from uh, Nettie Okorafor called Shadow Speaker. I'm only a couple of chapters into it, but I am quite enjoying it. It is a uh, Afrofuturism story, um, and it's set in Africa. And the characters that I've in, been introduced to so far, compelling. I'm enjoying it. So we'll see how mm-hmm. this how that shakes out. Um, over the break, we broke out a game that we've been playing for the past yearish called Forbidden Island, mm-hmm. and it is if you have 
20-ish minutes for a game for four, for two to six people or two to six teams. It's fun. You're basically, uh, you and your team are dropped into an island that is sinking and you've got to recover four artifacts before the island sinks. Different characters have different abilities. Some of them can help, you know, keep the island, keep parts of the island from sinking. Some of them can, um, you know, help transfer items from one character to another. And for the first time in the year that we've had it, and playing it as all four of us, we finally beat the game. Um, my wife and I have beat it before a couple of times without the kids, somehow. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's a fun game, and, and I do recommend it from uh, Game Right Games, Forbidden Island. So check that out at a uh, second game shop person, near you. Second person in a week to recommend that game to me, actually. Really? Yeah, oh, that should tell okay. you something. And then I've got to st- scoop back just a second for this one. <laughs> okay. Excuse me while I whip this out. So, whoa. <laughs> he took it Phrasing. Out. Phrasing. <laughs> wow. A um, little bit of my childhood, of the tail end of a cartoon. Oh, yeah. I saw your pictures. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Super 7 did a couple of uh, Silverhawks, or has done the Silverhawks line. And I was not a huge Thundercats kid, but this came along. I'm just kind of like, so it's like space cops with wings and, yeah, all of this stuff. Couldn't pass it up, so that's that's been uh, what I've done over the past week. And then the new Monarch. Ooh, boy, if you've not oh, seen the yeah. new episode of Monarch. I caught up on Monarch. Monarch. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. That's, I'm loving that show. Everyone is I, complaining to me that there's not enough Godzilla in it, and I'm like, I no, don't. It's, it's just enough. I, this, is, this is the MCU TV show to the Godzilla, to, to the, the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's finally starting to tie in all the stuff that they kind of allude to in the movies that monarch does because in the movies monarch just looks like the biggest pile of crap organization that doesn't know at all (laughs) what they're doing (laughs) you know what i mean and and now we're finally getting to see okay this is what they actually do this is the the hurdles Mm -hmm. they come up against and everything and i'll say and i'll say this marvel kevin feige and i know he listens to this show Mm -hmm. i found your psylocke and she's the star of monarch all right Ooh, she would oh the one who duval Yes, I think that's her name. I can't or remember. Or Kate. No, Duval. Uh, the the, Re- the Randy, Randy, Randa, Ren, uh, daughter. Yeah. Oh, Ren, Ren, Wabi, or Asabi, or <laughs> Ren something. I can't remember her name. With an A. But she but yeah. is your, she is your Psylocke right there. Anyway. Uh, who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Um, I think I'm a little over halfway done with Alan Wake 2. <laughs> that game is rad. Okay, if you're at all liked the first Alan Wake game or Control or anything Remedy's done, you got to check out Alan Wake 2. Really, really good stuff. Or if you're into scary games, because it's, it's spookies for mm-hmm. sure. We need to get Rebecca playing this game because I think she'd have a blast with it. <laughs> um, and then uh, I started a, a, a third, two more, two more playthroughs of Baldur's Gate 3 because, you know, New Year, you got to play it again. And uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is just absolutely phenomenal. Excellent, excellent game. Um, Monarch, we caught up on Monarch. So good. And then we finished up uh, the last season of Letterkenny last night. No, really? And it was a good send-off. They did a good job with the last season. I think the last season was probably better than the previous two seasons, which I felt like kind of lost its way a little bit. They were still entertaining, but not as good as the earlier stuff. But the final season was good, and uh, they they ended it really well. Um, I think that's it. All right, Mike. I'll call it there. 
Yeah, so uh, it was the holidays, and I have kids, so we went to some uh, <laughs> some movies. Um, mm-hmm. Saw Wish first, which I had very low expectations for, but I thought was beautiful and really had some, uh, you know, visually beautiful because it's got a lot of the classic watercolor backgrounds mixed in with the, um, you know, the 3D animation and so forth. The Wish um, merchandise was everywhere at Disneyland. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, you saw that star everywhere. It's, I think it, it's, you know, uh, is it a top five Disney movie? Probably not, but... I think it's been hammered a little, a little too much. I, I, I enjoyed it, and kids will enjoy it. Um, I saw Wonka, which, uh, oh, you know, I as low as my too, expectations actually. were for for Wish, I think maybe my expectations for Wonka were even lower. And I came out of there thinking, well, first off, Chalamet, it actually worked. just oozes mm-hmm. charm. You yep. know that guy. Yep. Oh my goodness! And um, I'd watch another movie. With him and and Wonka, and the box office is sort of proving this as well that um, something about well. this is working. Yeah, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, a couple recommendations: um, Guardians of the Galaxy is free on the Epic Game Store now. Oh, it is. Uh, it was only free for the one day. No, it's oh. still free. I is it just still free? Oh, nice. Checked. Yeah, yeah oh. grab that up. Sure. If, if you don't have that, I don't. That is a good time. Well, it, is, it, it is a lot of fun. It's free on PC, Carrie. So oh, if you don't well, play on PC, me. it won't be free. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll just come down and steal your copy, Mike, for my yeah, Come Come play, Carrie, anytime. <laughs> um, the, uh, there's a card game called Lorcana that came out in the last several months, and I finally got around to trying that. Um, I'm a huge board game, card game nerd. Um, so uh, Santa... Uh, brought my kids some Lorcana cards, and we've been playing those, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's sort of Magic the Gathering adjacent um, with some interesting mechanics. Um, the uh, There's a book I want to recommend to all creatives out there called The War of Art. If mm. you've been sitting around thinking... Um, you know, you have a story in your head or you have a song in your head or, or whatever your, your creation might be and you haven't done it yet, go buy a copy. It's 10 bucks on Amazon. Okay. Uh, it's called The War of Art. And um, I read it in probably, I don't know, an hour and a half, something like that. It's, it's oh, quite short. Oh, not a long book. Okay. No, it's not long at all. Um, and, you know, there are some kind of, mystical mythical elements to it almost quasi-religious elements to it but the the it's making a much bigger point in sort of joseph campbellian terms in mythological terms Mm -hmm. and uh i think if you read if you've got a story in you or or a creation art in you that's yet to come out go get a copy of that book and i think it'll it will really inspire you Um, and finally a recommendation against something the Lego Hulkbuster <laughs> is has been the bane of my existence for like nine months. It's nope. all it's thousands of little fiddly bits, and I finally finished it. And now it's you sitting fo- right you, up there, and I hate need, it. You folks need to know, Mike loves these Lego sets. He loves them. I do. They're his. They're his god. And to have him speak, <laughs> and to have him speak out against one, yeah. is oh, almost heresy. Oh. It's I'm almost so glad heresy. it's done. Although it, there was a really funny moment where uh, you know I was building it on the on a table in our living room, and I finally connected the legs to the torso, 
And I sat back and I'm laughing to myself and my wife walks in and she goes, is this a new child? Because it was seriously like, <laughs> it's, it's like two and a half feet tall. It's bigger what? than a baby. It's holy. Yeah, it's, it's large. Um, That's crazy. But my goodness, that thing was so hard. Well, it wasn't hard to build. It just took forever because it's all the little like one or two piece Legos on yes. top of each other in oh, order to build that. the insides. And then finally you have the big panels that kind of click on the outside. Uh, sounds more patience than I do. I'm glad it's done. <laughs> All right. Uh, just real quick here. Uh, Equalizer 3 is just dumb fun. So, uh, you know, watch uh. it. It's, it's for free most places now. And uh, they're always satisfying. I can't explain it. <clears throat> I, maybe it's just because Denzel's so goddamn good. I don't know. It's just I had a great time with Equalizer 3. All of those movies are fun. But here's uh, my next tip for uh, Disneyland, um, because this has four of my favorite action figures in it. And I wasn't going to buy anything besides the lightsaber, because I, I thought, I'm going to carry stuff home. But then I saw this. And what it is is it's a package of the retro Star Wars action figures, right? And four of my favorite action figures are in it. You got the Jawa and the Sand per person, and you got R2 and 3PO. And I, it was the only one there. The rest of them were Return of the Jedi. You know, and I was like, oh, this is the only classic Star Wars one with the... It's got the Jawas. It's got the Sand people. I better get this. I picked it up and went right to the cash register. She swiped my credit card, and I went, oh, my God. See, they don't put, <laughs> they don't put the price... They don't put the price on things anymore. And then I look, little tiny, little tiny print on the bottom. And then I went, oh my God, that's more than I should have paid for that. How much? How much was it? $90. Whoa, what? Exactly. Wow. That's too goddamn much for these. Uh, so keep an eye open when you're shopping at Disneyland. Do they wow. still have the, the BD droids? Yeah. Oh yeah. They have the, I nearly bought one of those, but I then I thought. You know, getting it home is just the thing that I was thinking about. Uh, wow. Very cool droids in the droid factory. So, yeah, yeah certainly. Uh, Can I go back to something that Mike said just a minute ago? Because he brought his kids into this. And over the holidays, we were trying to figure out what to watch with the kids. And when they were little, they were like, we want to be spies. And we're just like, Mission Impossible. So we introduced my girls to Mission Impossible, the Tom Cruise movie. And it's in much the same way that playing D&D with my girls is eye-opening Watching movies with them is also eye-opening because they have insights that, you know, from at being 12 that at 53, I'm like, oh, yeah, that it, I guess that would be a thing for you. So <laughs> we, we watched the first one, uh, New Year's Eve, and, you know, Diana came up with rule one, don't trust anyone. And I'm like, <laughs> good, keep, keep that in mind. And the next day, we're trying to figure out something to do just to kind of kill time. She's like, can we watch MI2? And I'm like... Yes, because I'm. <laughs> that one's rough. It's rough. It's yes. rough because going back and watching it, much like uh, Phantom Menace, I swore never to watch that movie again, and then I had kids and had no choice. Yeah, watching it with them made it palatable, not necessarily enjoyable, but palatable. And, and this with MI two is like the story wasn't horrible. The direction wasn't horrible, but the it's two together. It's a lot together, of John Woo. It's a lot of John Woo. Oh, okay, that's the John like, Woo one. Oh. All right. But, you know, she came out of this one going, you know, watching um, uh, Tom Cruise trying to destroy the virus in here. And he's just taking his time. She's like, hurry up. You don't have enough time. And, you know, she's like, why am I getting so anxious about this movie? And See, when, like, you said, when you said my kids wanted to be spies, and I said I thought I'd introduce them to, I thought you were going to say spy kids. 
They've, they saw that <laughs> two mini range pass. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, they saw that mini range pass. And they're just I don't like, know from kids, Meh. So. Meh. But this one, <laughs> so now we're going to be going through the franchise with my children, and I think I'm going to have to start live tweeting again because the things they come up with while watching these movies is gold. Now, that's the one when uh, Tom Cruise uses a bike to block bullets, right? Like he just pops a wheelie. Pops and, a wheelie, uh, doesn't like, puncture the gas tank, no, and then no, no, he'll crash like, his head on at 60 miles bike. an hour into Doug Ray Scott. <laughs> yeah. With, Ooh, with, okay. <laughs> off a cliff. That. There's the John Woo <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, games, is there anything post-Christmas? I doubt it, right? No. No, there's I didn't think so. All right. Okay, we're going to go to the Patreon for the after show. Join us if you would like. Geekshowgotthiscover.com, unless you're already a member. Join us there. And uh, live long and prosper, bitches. Pushing the button.